Welcome back to the Call in Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Logan, and we're here to talk about a lot of different things. But we're live every single Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. We appreciate you guys for coming out. If you're new to the channel, consider clicking that subscribe button. But today we're talking about we're going to talk about NFL Week 16, which was a crazy week. We're going to look forward to Week 17, talk about the college football playoff, and a lot more. But first off, Logan, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, great as always. You know, being being the holiday season, back at home in Florida. You know, different different scenery. Join the sunshine. A lot different weather than Philadelphia <laughs> is experiencing right now. I just have to say, this is why Florida is great. You know, it's it's got some ups and it's got some pros and cons, but the weather here is amazing. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, I've been pretty good. We've been on a killer run in the NFL so far. We were ten and oh, yeah. ten and two this week, ten and four last week. So I guess we got to go ten and zero next week, right? Like that's, <laughs> I guess those are, that's just the trend we're on. But it's been a great, uh, great time for the Colin Shot community. We're coming up on. I mean, the new year, so we're going to maybe talk about some of the biggest numbers that we've kind of learned over the past couple of years. Maybe we'll give you like our total views this year. I'll pull those up in a second. But yeah, it's, it's been a really good community. Um, the community continues to grow. I think we're close. We're at 17.5 thousand subscribers, which is Oof. unreal. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's an exciting time to be alive. And yeah, I'm enjoying the, the Florida weather with you, buddy. Yeah, if you keep if you keep doing as well as you're doing, we should hit 100,000 Easy. You are absolutely killing it. No, the there's nothing more in life than I want than that YouTube plaque. That's the only thing yes. I've ever wanted is the plaque. <laughs> 100K subscribers. We're going to long shot goal. We'll be doing it next year. I don't know if we'll do it, but hey, it's calling shots going to the moon and we can't do it without all the people that are watching this podcast, watch our normal NBA videos day in and day out. We appreciate everyone out there. So I hope you had a happy holidays. And since we won't talk to you, to you until the new year, we'll see you then. Hope you guys have a happy new year. But Let's let's waste no more time and let's talk about week 16, which was a wild one in the NFL. We saw some huge blowouts, a ton of close games, and yeah, let's mm-hmm. get into it. And I want you to go with your biggest takeaway for week 16 in the NFL. Yeah, so, you know, maybe maybe you have to think back to Saturday, but the Colts are deadly. They they can certainly make some noise in the AFC playoffs. Look, you know, what they did against Arizona was so impressive to me. You know, just Jonathan Taylor, all, all of us have known, you know, the absolute terror he's been on all year. Dark Horse MVP candidate. I'm just saying, like he he definitely deserves the recognition he he may or may not be getting. But this Colts team is built to, as we were talking about, I think last week even this this Colts team is built to to sustain a, a decent run in the playoffs. I mean, if you look at you know what what they want to do, you know, limit some Carson Wentz, you know, turnovers. Don't 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 make him do too much. And against the you know against the Cardinals. He didn't play his best game ever, but you know what? He made the plays when they needed to. Again, this Colts team, I, I love what they do defensively. I love what they do with Jonathan Taylor. They could be deadly. Don't sleep on them anymore. I think even in, in when we were recording these episodes earlier in the year, I think I, I'm going to give you some credit. You mentioned the Colts maybe maybe getting it go, uh, together later in the season because they didn't start off uh, very well. No. No, they were just – they kind of reverted back to what we've seen in years past where they had this great weapon in Jonathan Taylor and were decided, nah, we're good. We don't feel like using mm-hmm. him. And what they've used in the past, what, six, seven, ten weeks is they've been just pounding Jonathan Taylor saying, we're going to run it. And you know we're running it, but we're still going to keep doing it over and over again. And and Carson Wentz, you're right, you know, he hasn't necessarily been the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's limiting his mistakes, which is what he – which was what hampered him in Philly. He just made way too many mistakes trying to take the top off the defense every play. He's really just using his running backs, using his weapons right. And I really like this team. And yeah, you're 
Jonathan Taylor, he's currently is tied for second in terms of odds for MVP at plus 700. It's not crazy to think. I mean, if he throws out another, you know, game like he did against the Buffalo Bills with like five touchdowns, which is unreal. But if, you know, if he has a dominant, you know, rest of the season in the last two weeks, I don't think it's crazy to say, you know, he could be number two, maybe even number one. But it's hard to top Aaron Rodgers, who continues to be dominant yeah. time in and time out, now becoming the all-time passing touchdown leader in Packers team history. So give him a round of applause because that's that's a crazy feat to take. Far down, one of the all-time legends. So it's, it's a curious. I'm sure we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and later on in the like after the season, we'll see, you know, what we kind of think his his next steps are. But I really like what I've seen out of the Colts and they're forced to be reckoned with. There's a lot of teams in the AFC that you really don't know what to expect from them come the postseason. The Colts, they really have find their groove and they know exactly what they want to do week in and week out. But another team that finally sort of kind of turned the corner, the Buffalo Bills. And we've been critical on them, but on Sunday, they came up with a massive victory against the New England Patriots. They really dominated them. And that was without two of their premier um, offensive weapons and Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis, who's really come on of late. And those guys would likely be out a couple more, maybe this week as well. But I really like what I've seen, I saw out of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they didn't necessarily, you know, they didn't get out of their comfort zone, but they threw the ball. I mean, you saw Josh Allen throwing it 47 times, 314 yards. Even Damian Harris had three touchdowns, but it wasn't enough. Isaiah McKenzie with a big game. Really like what I've seen out of the Buffalo Bills. And that was kind of a turning point for them because they needed that win. I mean, if they don't win that game, they're not winning their division. So now they're kind of in the, I think they're in the driver's seat for the division so far. And they arguably needed it or else they could have potentially missed the playoffs if they lost that game. Absolutely. The great, great point on the, on the Buffalo Bills. When I was watching that game, I was like, this is just a game that was sitting on, on a platter. It was served right up for the Buffalo Bills. Now, were they going to choke it away or were they going to take it and seize, uh, like you said, putting themselves in the driver's seat for the playoffs? I think, you know what? I, I love seeing players step up like Isaiah McKenzie. You just mentioned he had an absolutely monstrous game. I like being able to know that this offense isn't just, uh, you know, relying upon, you know, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen to each other. Because in the playoffs, what we talk about, like, you, it's, it's about – the, the other, you know, 11, you know, the other 10 players stepping up on, on each side of the ball. And you know what? If, if you're looking at, you know, the the whole AFC picture, could they make some noise, you know, maybe against the Chiefs? If they play like how they did against, you know, the Patriots in Foxborough, that was a really impressive win. I, I don't think it would be crazy to say, yeah, maybe they're a tier below, you know, the Chiefs are looking really, really strong. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely was impressed with what I saw. Yeah, I mean, granted, they did beat the Chiefs earlier this season. I mean, I, I'm not, it's yeah. not – weird to say that those teams those like the two teams are completely different from when they matched up what like in week four or five or six mm -hmm. whenever it was earlier this season but yeah you gotta, gotta have guys to step up now the one thing i want to see them uh see them get done is to not have josh allen as their leading rusher because that i just can't see that being beneficial i mean he had 64 rushing yards he's been dominant i know he's kind of battled through a couple injuries these past couple weeks but any more out of devin singletary and zach moss singletary had a solid game like in through the air with five receptions but they're going to need that ground game to go in so they can put away teams like the Chiefs that they get up early. And that's something that you look at the Colts. That team can put away people. You can see Jonathan Taylor streaked into the end zone or them getting first downs when they need them. Like that is a team that, you know, if if you need one first down and you got three or four attempts from Jonathan Taylor, I'd feel pretty confident in doing so. Especially, I mean, you look at that Colts team. They won without some of their starting linemen, probably their best one, Quentin Nelson. So I really like mm -hmm. what I've seen. I think the AFC is completely wide open. Now you could say probably the Chiefs are the front runner, and I believe they are in terms of Super Bowl odds. But still, there's I think there's teams out there that could make some noise, and I like what I've seen. But let's move on and let's talk about a game we talked about last week because I I got to do a victory lap for this one because my UCF Knights, <laughs> due to your prediction as well, a UCF yeah. Knights come and hammer your your UF Gators. I want you to start this one off. Well, uh, I you know what if you were if you were listening to this podcast. 
your boy and and Austin, we we made you some money if you watch my college football video for that game specifically. I had a two unit play on UCF spread, and you know what? Personally, I sprinkled some on their money line too because I just knew that this was a game that Florida just wouldn't get up for. And I and also when I found out, you know, Emory Jones was starting. That, that was a massive L. I I cannot I can't wait for him to clean out his locker and never be a Florida Gator again because my not so hot take is that he might be in the in the top three worst Florida quarterbacks I've ever witnessed. He's a it's a close you know tie between him and Treon Harris. If you if you know you know in the in the Florida in the Florida Gator uh, football history book that is history that I never really do want to think about. But all the credit should go to UCF. They played their hearts out. Uh, both sides of the ball. It was, it was extremely impressive because you know what, you know, when Florida did get up, UCF could have folded. They could have said, eh, you know, maybe just not our game. And you know what they, they, yeah, he's awesome. Sh- holding up his shirt as you should, you should, you should be very proud of your team because this, this game means a lot for UCF. It means a lot for recruiting and you know what hats off to the Knights. I'm I'm glad to see, uh, you know what? I'm glad to see them win because they are a feel good story, but Florida Florida finished the season exactly how I, I thought they would. It was just a nosedive. And uh, please, Coach Napier, I'm praying to you, please turn things <laughs> around. Because in my video specifically, I mentioned how Florida is 119th in the country in penalties. And it showed. They were just so indisciplined, so yeah. they, they just poor execution. I could get I We could have a whole podcast about what's wrong with Florida football. We're not. But, I, I, I again, hats off to UCF uh, for getting the job done. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I don't list. I mean, UCF beat them, but UF did certainly didn't help help their cause. They really had a ton of p- penalties. And you're right, Emory Jones. I mean, he he played. He was already announced. He was transferring. He was planned. Hopefully, you know, trying to get a, a transfer to UCF. But I think he burned that bridge pretty pretty quickly. I don't. I think they saw that. They're like, nope. Uh, yeah, no. Guess Malzahn was like, yeah, no thanks, sir. You are going to have to go somewhere else. Go to the Pac-12. Play with one of those teams because that's where every yeah, QB is exactly. transferring these days. But or maybe yeah. to Jackson State. That's my. And I don't even know if that <laughs> Jackson State would want him at this rate. But you're yeah. right. You know, UCF. That was a great end to their season, and you know, kind of a. Let's kind of summarize what we've seen out of UCF football the past five to seven years. You know, they, they've always kind of stood up when they needed to, and they've always won those big games when, you know, the backs were against the wall and people might have doubted them. But they really showed up and played well, and I, I'm curious where the UCF franchise and, you know, the organization goes because I don't know what they're going to do with Mikey Keene. They don't really have – that's their starting quarterback, for those that don't know, a true freshman. And he looked decent, but, you know, he's also had his dull moments. But he's also a true freshman, so you really never know. Mm-hmm. And then they don't really have a lot of recruits coming in, so – I'm curious where UCF football goes, but it's a big stepping stone to, you know, landing more, more high priced recruits. And we've already landed a, a couple four stars just from after that game. And, you know, we're going in the big 12. It's going to be a big, uh, big change over the next 10 plus years for UCF football. And I'm excited to see it, but I'm sure UF, hopefully Billy Napier for your sake can at least turn the program around. Cause you're right. Yeah. It's, it is a hot mess right now. Fingers crossed. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those, uh, you know, I, I, it was, it was one of those games. If I wasn't watching you with you and all of my UCF friends, I would have turned it off. Cause I, frankly, <laughs> I saw too much of that this year. I, I, I can't stand watching bad football and I just saw really, really poor football, but ne- next year, is a new year and uh yeah we're, we're moving on from that <laughs> yeah we'll move on and let's stay in the college football lane and we're going to start mm-hmm. with let's just start with the team in that same conference as ucf it's going to be cincinnati versus alabama one of the bigger matchups i mean you think about the ucf in the past they were always saying we want bama 
and we don't get them. But Cincinnati are our kind of rival, but also kind of our counterpoint, like our fighter. I don't know our teammate in the fight for the power six. So I want to give. Yeah. I know you have a video that will be posted on the thirtieth, which is tomorrow, yes. I believe, night. So about a about twelve to twenty hours in advance of the games. But I want you to give a sneak preview of what they can expect, and then I'll give my official pick. Yeah. So. To be honest, I, all right, so re, I did record this video ahead of time, right, with holidays and travel and everything. But you know what? Cincy was plus 14 uh, at the time I, I did record that video. And you know what? You know, it, however you're betting this, I wanted I want to caution people on taking Alabama with the points just because, you know, th- this Alabama team is a little bit different than years past, right? They're not they're not flawless. A lot of a lot of years uh, they just simply steamroll their competition. I think Cincinnati can make it really interesting against Alabama. Cincinnati is going to be fighting like absolute hell. Like I, I, I'm really excited to see uh, them carrying, like you said, the, the torch for the power six. Like this is, this is how, uh, you know, you know, we, we always envisioned these teams with, you know, with, with really good regular seasons, finally getting a shot, not being in the power five, right. They don't have the name recognition, but a lot of people are going to figure out who Cincinnati is. They're going to figure out Desmond Ritter might not be a household name. I really hope he can, he can show up in this game and lead that that Bearcats offense. Yeah, and I think that's going to kind of lead towards my official pick, which is when I'm not a Cincinnati, I'm not a uh, college football expert by any means, but I'm going to ride with Cincinnati in this one cuz for all the points that you kind of just said, but I really like this feel good story from Cincinnati. They're a very mm-hmm. underrated team, arguably kind of better than the UCF team that had, you know, beaten Auburn, gone to, you know, Power 6 or, you know, New Year's 6 bowls. This team is really good. They got a great running game, and they got Ritter, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL or in the college football. And he doesn't get any credit. Like he was in, you know, he was up towards the top of you know Heisman voting, but didn't really get into that conversation. But the biggest thing I think for that team, their defense. Their defense is actually pretty good. And sure, you can say, well, it was against American athletic conferences and not you know against uh, this SEC and whatnot. And I understand that, but Alabama could really be overlooking this game. And I know Nick Saban teams don't necessarily do that, but I think Cincinnati has a chance to not only cover this one and heck 13 and a half, you can easily backdoor that game. I mean, they're going to play in, they're playing with everything that they got. I mean, this is the biggest game Cincinnati's ever had and pretty much any American athletic or any power six team has ever had. And I think they're just going to play with all that, all the world behind them. Cause everyone would love to see besides Alabama fans would love to see Cincinnati <laughs> take home the W. So I'm going to ride with yeah. plus 13 and a half. And if I can, I'd love to sprinkle a little on the money line and I would lose it if they could actually win. That that would be. I mean, we we talk about all time upsets in in college football. That would certainly uh, cement its place up in the ranks if they did just win out. Right? That would be insane. I I do like your point about what you said about the Cincinnati defense because, truthfully, I mean Alabama has played so good defenses. They played, you know, Georgia's uh, defense was was really good, or at least they were they were supposed to be pretty good. Alabama just kind of uh, thumped them offensively. What a big key to this game, though, and I do talk about it in my video, they have to limit the Alabama explosive plays because if, if Cincinnati's going to stand a chance in covering that 13.5, 14, whatever line you get it at, they, they cannot do some some deep bombs uh, from Bryce Young because that's that will be a recipe uh, to get blown out potentially. Very, very true. So let's move on to the other college football playoff game. That would be Michigan versus Georgia. Right now, Georgia, I believe they were eight, eight and a half point favorites, the line down to seven and a half. But give everyone a quick takeaway because obviously you will have in that video yeah. posted tomorrow, uh, it will you'll have both of your picks for this game. But give them a, give them another sneak preview. Yeah. So so there's a storyline I'm watching in this one, right? You know, I need to see how good Stetson Bennett is with this back against the wall, right? 
obviously this Georgia defense got got thumped versus Alabama, and they're going to certainly uh, re- rebound uh, against Michigan. I think they're going to take you know those running backs from Michigan. They got the two headed attack uh, quorum, and I, I don't remember the other Haskins. guy's name. Off. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they got so they got a two headed running back or two headed running attack, and I think Georgia's defense, you know, they they've they've been really good against the rush all year. I think they should be able to limit them. But what it really comes down to the storyline in this one. Stetson Bennett, can he rise up? Because you know what? Truthfully, there's a lot of there was a lot of Georgia fans clamoring for JT Daniels. Like, where where is he? Stetson Bennett stinking absolutely stinking it up versus versus Alabama. And actually, you know what? I don't think he's stunking up that bad. I just thought what happened exactly what I just talked about in the Cincinnati versus Alabama game. Alabama got those explosive quick strike plays, and Stetson Bennett is more of a game manager type quarterback. He's not equipped to come from behind. That being said, if Georgia can get a, a little bit of a lead in this one. Uh, you know, watch out Michigan because that, that Georgia defense could just pin its ears back. Okay. I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm excited to see your official play. I'll definitely be checking out that video. Now, my official pick is I'm going to ride with the Wolverines. I'm going to take them plus seven and a half because I think this team is much different from Michigan teams in the past. You know, they actually have, you know, a quarterback that can make some throws. And I think the main difference make, maker comes down to J.J. McCarthy, their freshman quarterback. I mean, he doesn't obviously start, but they always put him in in some unique packages, whether he's, you know, running the ball up the middle or throwing it. They always kind of trying to use him in unique ways, kind of like trick play-esque. And I think he's the difference maker here because you're right. This Georgia defense is going to bounce back. They're not going to play that bad like they did last game. We saw them against Alabama. They're going to step up. But I think how you can beat teams and defenses that are, you know, that elite with number one or first round draft picks all over the roster is what trick plays, you know, catching them off guard, using different things that they didn't prepare for. I think that's what Michigan's going to pull out. You know, Harbaugh, he's always got some tricks up his sleeve, including his brother as well with the Ravens. So I think Michigan's got a chance to to win, to cover this game. I would love to see him win outright as my sister is a Michigan alum and she will be at the game as well as my dad. If you guys are listening, I appreciate you guys, but they're going to be at the game and I got to root for him because I don't know. I, I, I did grow up in Georgia, but I got to root for my, my, my sister's, uh, alumni or uh, well, she graduates in april but still i gotta root for her and hope that they pull away the w how how did they secure tickets to that that's that's quite impressive i'm i'm quite yeah, jealous it was, of that. <laughs> yeah it was it was impressive my sister uh, my sister got them through through michigan because obviously she's still a student so she was very ah, fortunate because yeah you're right it's uh I don't know how they got them, but hey, it doesn't matter how yeah. you get them. It's just uh, you, you got them and you're going to miami to watch that game but that's, a, that's exciting. gonna be a good yeah. one mostly Right. So let's move on and let's answer some questions from you guys. Now, normally I go onto Twitter and I send you, I put a post a tweet on Tuesday afternoon saying what questions you guys want us to answer. And you guys gave us some, and we're going to start with the first one. It's from Sam, Sam H. He asked, who wants to know what to make of the Los Angeles chargers chargers? Cause that ruined a lot of money line parlays out there this weekend. And yeah. my overall takeaway is, they are who we thought they were. Like uh, they are exactly <laughs> like you know the Cardinals. They are, um, you know, you don't expect much from them. But what I did, I there's a reason. I mean, my money line parlay did not hit, so I can't say you know talking from the top shelf. But I didn't put the Chargers in there because they lose these types of games. I mean, this is a Chargers team that we've seen. I mean, Justin Herbert, so new, so young. I mean, he's a sophomore quarterback. But these are games that Herbert will learn from, from, and games that you know in the future they won't lose. But they were down a couple guys like Eckler and uh, Mike Williams. I think it'll be without Mike Williams next week as well, or I guess this upcoming week. But Justin Jackson filled in well for Austin Eckler. I mean, if you had Justin Jackson in your fantasy football league, well, congrats. You're probably moving on to the championship or you won it outright because that guy had like 30 plus points. But the Chargers, I mean, they are what I thought they were. They're a team that is very up and down. 
team that you can't trust week in and week out. But just when their backs are against the wall, they'll win and destroy a team that they probably have no business beating. So that's just, in my summarization, this is what the Chargers, who they are. Exactly. I think I think you excluding them from your money line parlays should be done for anybody that's trying to thinking about betting on the Chargers. Look, you, you Austin, you you always have this this running joke where you know people ask you for hockey picks or soccer picks, some sport you're not knowledgeable about. What do you send them? You send them the the heads or tails yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that's, that's how you should Google. pick Chargers. Yeah, that's how you should pick Chargers money line or spread. You should just say, "Am I feeling lucky this week?" Because truthfully. You don't really know what you're getting week to week. And a team like that, I hate to bet on. And you know what? Kind of, you know, the Bengals kind of fall in that category, which stay stay tuned for, for my take on the Bengals in a, in a hot minute. But truthfully, the, the Chargers are one of those teams that if they sneak into the playoffs, could they make some noise? Yeah, sure. But I, I wouldn't I would never uh, bank on it. I don't trust their defense one bit. And and you know what? Justin Herbert has a few of those plays that leave you scratching your head. Like, why, why'd you just do that? Like, I, I don't know what it is about uh, about Herbert, but sometimes he just looks looks scared to run. He's such a talented runner, and you'll see him roll to the right, roll to the left, throw the ball across his body into, like, double coverage or just dumb plays like that, and you're like, why don't you just take off, right? So so he leaves – Justin Herbert leaves a few too many plays on the field uh, for, for my liking. But, yeah, I mean, the Chargers are are exactly that. They're just inconsistent. Yeah, Herbert's watched a little bit too Patrick Mahomes, too much of Patrick Mahomes film. And Patrick Mahomes, we saw it to his detriment this year. He's trying to do way too much, trying to win the game by himself. And you're not going to win games like that. That's the NFL. You need you need a full team effort. And you're right, this Chargers team is now in danger of missing the playoffs after they the Miami Dolphins of all teams have snuck. <laughs> You're right. The Chargers, the Chargers, I might have lost you for a second, but the Chargers are a, a team that I just don't know what to do, think of. And, you know, I, I honestly could see them missing the playoffs. I mean, the two teams they finish out with are going to be the Broncos and the Raiders, two teams, mm-hmm. you know, in playoff contention as well. But it's hard to bet against a team like the Dolphins, who's won, what, seven straight games after starting one yeah. and seven. I'm rooting for them personally after they just absolutely spanked Ian Buck on Monday Night Football, which we don't need to get into that. I don't know what the heck that was, but you're right. It's a Chargers team and Herbert are really trying to do a little too much. I, As a personal fan of Herbert and Austin Eckler and that team and Brandon Staley, I want to see them succeed. I think they're still like a year or two away from, you know, contending for those, for the elite, you know, top of the conference. But there's a team like very similar out, out in the NFC. That's the Cardinals. I think both those two teams are kind of in that same you know, stratosphere of, you know, we got a lot of good players. We're just super young. We don't know what to do. You know, when the, when adversity. These errors, I don't know what's going on with the Wi-Fi connection, but I I do have a question for you. Um, (laughs) Do you have any other takeaway for that one before I give you my next question? No, hit me, hit me with a question. Um, how did your fantasy football season end up? <laughs> All right. So, Austin, unfortunately, you know, you were eliminated from the playoffs, which kudos to you. But I eliminated myself from the toilet bowl, which was so exciting for me. Uh, and you know what? I did it in an epic fashion. I won by one point in the toilet bowl against the what would, what would be, I guess, second to last or last place uh, person. But you know what? It was it was such a crazy uh, ending because 
I needed I needed Dak Prescott. So uh, essentially, what the scenario set up for it was Dak versus Zeke, and at halftime, we had him, my opponent and I had the exact same amount of points. So I just needed uh, I just needed the game, which was a blowout at that time, to stay a blowout, and and Dak Prescott not to have to throw anymore. And sure enough, I counted on the Washington football team to lay an absolute <laughs> egg in prime time. And it was it was amazing to see. I won by yeah. one point from the Ezekiel Elliott rushing yards, which actually is pretty crazy. I mean, I had I had some really good performances. Shout out to Josh Allen and shout out T Higgins. I'm sure if if any play if any people had either of those two people on their teams, they they were, they were looking pretty uh, this week. And and a shout out to them for getting me out of the toilet bowl and not finishing last in our league. How exciting is that? We we applaud you. You're right. I I did make the playoffs. Got eliminated last week. And I honestly was fine with it because if I my team played this week, it would have been another L because my team is just <laughs> completely banged up. I had Eckler, yep. I had Stafford, who had to put up an absolute egg. Um, it was it was been a rough week regardless. But I'm proud of you for making it out. I did give you T Higgins, so I got to take a little personal. Uh, I, I gave you him because you know you deserved him. I didn't really need him on my team, and boy did he step up in a big way. He cashed out for the call yes. in our shot community with his long reception, which was one of the best catches of the weekend. But yeah, T. Higgins was a day, and the Bengals took that game a little bit serious, and maybe we'll talk about them in a second. But uh, yeah, and I think the craziest part is that in our league, you obviously eliminate yourself from the toilet bowl, but the teams we do in our fantasy league, when we get to the playoffs, we do a thing where everyone goes up against each other in terms of like the playoff teams for those out there, and the, win- the highest scoring teams move on. So if the- all you have to do is outscore one team in the post on the playoffs that week, and boom, you move on. And the final two teams, there was one team that scored way more than everyone else, but the final two teams came down to, I think, a point as well. And it was C.D. Lamb, and then the other guy didn't have anything. And C.D. Lamb finishes the game as a blowout, so he doesn't get another point or whatever it may be. <laughs> and the and so the Washington football team got that guy. Is, uh, he's mad as well. But, hey, fantasy football, it's, it's a game of heartbreak. And luckily, you've been on the bad side of heartbreak all season long. So you deserved a little bit of luck to go your way. This is true. I, I finally had something go my go my way. I, I had so many close losses. And it's just it's just appropriate that when my team absolutely needed it, finally got a dub. You know, it, it's it's really, it's really bad at, at when you're when you have a four and ten type season uh, to be so excited about finally winning a team a game. But you know what? Enjoy the to- toilet bowl to the second and last and the last place finishers. Won't be me in there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but without further ado, we're gonna go into our NFL Week 17 upset picks, and we're gonna we have some uh, spicy ones, and I want you to kick it off since you kind of already hinted at yours. Yep. So I, I was talking about, in, you know, it's uh, some inconsistencies from from the Chargers. Well, you know what? The team I'm picking this week is a little inconsistent and they are play, playing one of the hottest teams in, in football for sure. We all left the Chiefs for dead, but I am taking the Bengals plus 194 odds at home versus the Chiefs. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Joe Joe Burrow th- threw for half a thousand yards, right over five hundred yards. <laughs> he, he, uh, he was he was absolutely insane uh, last week. Yes. Before we get any comments about it, I know they were playing the the practice squad Ravens, right? The Ravens are a mass unit. I know uh, the competition he was doing it against wasn't wasn't the best. That being said, I was extremely impressed with the multi. You know how many players can step up because they can hit you with T Higgins, they can hit you with Jamar Chase, and you can't sleep on Joe Mixon. I think this this uh, you know all those weapons. You know, with also the Chiefs having a banged up Ceh, we we don't know his status at this time. I don't, I don't know if you know. Um, but you know what? I think Something he's week about to week. The... I do not believe he's in this week. I think he's out. Yeah, at least you know what? The that... Exactly. So, so maybe maybe you know the the Bengals are in more of a you know do or die kind of plan at home. 
boy, and with that home crowd behind him, you know what the Chiefs the Chiefs are capable of, of a stinker. We've seen it in the in the beginning of the year. Yes, they have rounded into shape. If you're telling me I'm getting near plus 200 odds on Bengals outright, I just absolutely have to take it, and I have to hope that this game's maybe a shootout with the Bengals getting the ball last. And you know what? I I do like the Bengals kicker Evan McPherson. Shout out to him, uh, ex Florida Gator. But he he you know if this game comes down to a field goal like that, I trust that young rookie kicker. I support the play. I love the value too. And you're right. The Bengals are an up and down team, but talk about an absolute up of it, up of some of that probably do a big loss this weekend, but you're right. Joe Burrow took what the Ravens defensive coordinator said, and he took it personally throwing for over 500 yards, even commented in the press conference saying, you know, what? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really hear that kind of thing. Like just kind of joking around. Like he obviously heard that. So did Jamar Chase saying, you know, they don't need to double him and whatnot. And, it was an unreal day. If you had Joe Burrow in fantasy football, congrats. You probably won it all. Are you moving on easily? Mm. Cause that man had a day, but I think the Bengals are one of those feel good stories. Cause you're right. The Bengals have kind of been, you know, when they had the Andy Dalton era that it was, it was, you know, here's your eight and eight season and you're making the playoffs, but you're probably losing. And then, you know, they had went through a couple down years, but then they got Joe Burrow. And I really like what I've seen out of this team, this team. And in my eyes, they feel like a young, like, I don't even know how to describe them because they have so much young talent that this team's one of the, if I could buy stock in a team, probably would be this team because this team is unreal in terms of the talent they have. Obviously they got T Higgins, you know, they got Jamar Chase, two elite wide receivers, Joe Burrow now, Joe Mixon. And then they obviously CJ Uzoma is very underrated as well. Tyler Boyd, even pretty good as in his own regard, seems pretty good. And they have some, you know, decent, they need to up that defense, but they do have some playmakers on defense like Jesse Bates. I believe he's on this team. So Mm -hmm. I really like what I've seen on the Bengals. They're so, so, so close to winning the AFC North and I'm hoping they can do it, but you're right. They got a big game against Kansas city chiefs this weekend, but I think they can get it done. So I'm rooting on your Bengals, but my upset pick similar value, the Cardinals plus plus one ninety, taken on the Cowboys. Now, if you're a longtime listener to the podcast, you would come on here and you'd be like, Austin, you've trashed the Cardinals. You've said, you know, they are who you thought they were. You don't think they're very good. You even picked against them on Saturday with the Colts. Why are you backing them? Well, because their backs are against the wall. This is a must-win game. This team went from the number one seed in the playoff in the playoffs to potentially they could, you know, be sliding all the way down to the wild card. Like they are they are on the decline and they really need this win. I mean, they're the five seed right now, so they should stay in the five seed, but you don't want to be in that five seed, trust me, because that's going to be taking on potentially the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this is a matchup we could see. If they win this game, we could end up seeing this game again in the playoffs uh, when they take it on the Dallas Cowboys, which personally, I think the Cowboys are a little bit overrated at this moment. I think they are a team that has beaten up on teams that they should beat up on, which is something that the Cowboys haven't done in years past. They've always lost those games that, you know, oh, they're playing a Washington football team. They're playing a team that they should win, like the Giants. And then they lose those games. But They've been winning them, but I think the Cardinals have so much to to lose here if they don't win this game that I think they're going to play super tough. I mean, you look at the Cardinals, they have really struggled. I mean, there's no way around it. They have not been good in the past couple weeks, but I think they can get it done. And the biggest thing is because they are on the road. They are much better on the road for whatever reason. And Dallas (laughs) Dallas is fully capable of losing these games. And I think that in the new year, January 2nd, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to pull off a shocker. I don't think... I think a lot of people have Cowboys money line in their parlays, and I think the Cowboys, I think that's going to lose. But that's just my – I'm hoping for the Kyler Murray's sake that is true, but right, the Cardinals really eh, – they've been a big yikes the past couple weeks. It's a, it's an absolutely great pick. I, I'm not even going to lie to you. You've you've convinced me. And it was hard to it's, – it's really hard to do because I really don't trust a single thing about the Cardinals or Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. I, all season long, right. I just kind of looked at them, and I'm like, ah, I think you're a, a pretender, right? 
But this is the type of game that, like you said, backs against the wall. And you know what? Who's Dallas really played? Who who really has Dallas beaten? Really? If you're looking at, if you dissect the schedule, congrats. You blew out the Washington football team with all their backups. Congrats. You blew out the Giants with Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon absolutely stinks. So you, you, you have, you have a Dallas team that I don't really think has been tested all that much. And you know what? The, what, what, what do I always say about the Cardinals? It's about styles, right? They matched up stylistically against the, the Colts terribly. And what did the Colts do? They just out-physicaled you know, the, them, and, and they, they turned the game into the trenches. Cardinals wanted nothing to do about it. Well, you know what? With Kellen Moore calling the plays for the Cowboys, they might be pass happy. They they might they might just want some big CD Lamb, some big big Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper games, and they're gonna forget about Zeke, Zeke and Tony Pollard. And you know what? That could that could spell a little bit of trouble for the Dallas Cowboys. I think if this game turns into a finesse game, maybe potentially even a shootout type game, this this could be the type of game that the Cardinals need to get back on track. And yet, like you said, the Rams are kind of nipping at their heels, and and you know what? The Rams uh, had had a good victory, so the Cardinals have to be looking at that saying. Wow, guys, we are going in the wrong direction. Let's turn it around against the Cowboys at 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 Dallas at at Jerry World. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they the Cowboys. You look at their schedule; they really haven't beaten a lot of tough teams. Honestly, you know, they beat the Patriots in that overtime thriller, but other mm-hmm. than that, there's not a lot of impressive on this resume. I mean, they lost to the Buccaneers in Week One, beat a Chargers team, beat, and then they beat up on their division. Which, congrats, their division is one of the worst in football. Now the Eagles are turning it around, and they will play the Eagles next week. So we'll see how that game goes, but. I just think this Cowboys team has dual loss. I mean, you think they've won four straight and, you know, prior to winning four straight, they had lost three of their past four. So I think they might go into like, I think they might, you know, give this game up. I think the Cardinals have a chance of winning this one outright. And I'm hoping for our sake, we can get the the upset sweep because last week, last week you cashed, you gave us Titans, easy winner. I gave the bears and I would like, you know, or I gave the, uh, the Ravens, which I was ended up being, you know, a terrible pick because they lost all their quarterbacks and were relying on Josh Johnson. And then I didn't know the Ravens defensive coordinator were saying that mess. I would have actually picked <laughs> the Bears if I had to uh, do it over again, but that's okay. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But we're going to move on and let's end the video talking about Sunday night football and Monday night football. And we're going to start with Sunday night football. Vikings taking on the Packers, Packers in Lambeau Field, six and a half point favorites. And we think about earlier this season, the Vikings, they beat them outright and they were at home. What's your kind of takeaway for this one? Yeah, so I mean, the Packers have been in a, against the spread wagon. We we absolutely know this, right? Aaron Rodgers MVP front runner, and to be honest, the the NFC looks like it like, looks like it might go through Lambeau Field. And you know what? I'm just not going to overthink this one. Some of the picks I've gotten wrong on this channel have just been me overthinking and saying, oh, "I'll go with Kirk Cousins. I'll, I'll go with the, that offense." And then the Packers win by 14 plus, and I'm like, "That was that was me being dumb." Yes, I I know <laughs> I I know what I know. They kind of messed around. They played with their food a little bit with Cleveland. But being a divisional opponent, I I cannot trust one thing about Kirk Cousins. And truthfully, if you watch that Rams versus Vikings game like I did, that game was there for the Vikings all game long. Matt Stafford absolutely sold them, and yet they still couldn't get it done. I I don't know how you trust uh you know Vikings to cover a touchdown. I mean, could they do it? Maybe maybe backdoor something. They could, but I I will not be putting my money on that. I'm taking Packers minus six and a half. I think they get. I think they get the win and the cover in this one. I can respect that pick, but I got to say, not so fast. I think you're wrong on that <laughs> one. I'm riding with Captain Kirk. Sunday night. Uh, this is a primetime game. Don't love that. But Vikings plus six and a half. <laughs> I love them. I think they got a chance. He look at Captain Kirk. He was doing really well earlier this season. In the last like three, four weeks, just throwing interceptions left and right, including whatever. I think he threw a really bad one on Sunday, like mm-hmm. a complete, just five hundred pass. It was a. It was an ugly one, but. I think the Vikings will have everything to play here, play for. They need this win. 
And I don't necessarily think they will beat the Packers. But the Packers, they've been playing with their food way too much the past couple of weeks. And even though it's a divisional game, Aaron Rodgers looks like he just does not care. Uh, if this was a PG-13 <laughs> rated podcast, I could say other things. But he just doesn't look like he cares. He's like, yeah, you know what, whatever. You know, when the game comes down on the line, fine, I'll beat you. Kind of like dagger through the heart kind of thing. And I just don't think, I mean, the Packers have a lot of injuries they're kind of fighting through, including some on the offensive line. I just think the Vikings, they're going to have to step up. This is a divisional game. I think six and a half is too many points, and hopefully they keep this within a touchdown. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of people back on the Packers. They have been a wagon all season despite losing. You know, our pick was Browns in the, in the on Sunday or on what Saturday. So Browns covered for us. even had a chance to win. Because I don't know, I don't know what's going on with the podcast. But either way, I'm riding with the Vikings plus six and a half. Now let's move on to Monday Night Football: Browns versus Steelers. Browns three and a half point favorites on the road in Heinz Field. Take it away, Logan. All right. So in this one, you got you got Big Ben and the and the Steelers who are coming off a just absolutely terrible thrashing at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what? Something about them. I'm just taking Steelers plus three. <laughs> Do I love it? Idiot. Am I putting my whole entire bankroll on it? Absolutely not. But three yeah, unit four, play. Gun, gun to my head, I'm taking them plus three. I don't know how or why they're going to get it done, but I expect players like Najee Harris, De- Deontay, Deontay Johnson to step up and carry the old man, the AARP uh, leader on, on, on offense, Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, playing in Heinz Field. I expect that crowd uh, to be energized. And and would any part of me want to pick Browns and, and Mr. Baker Baker turnovers? No, absolutely not. Baker Mayfield is not a quarterback that I want to trust against the spread two weeks in a row. You just mentioned uh, that that we did have Browns uh, last week, which was you know great for us because you know everyone and their mother was on Packers. But this this is one that I'm like I'm not laying the favorite Browns. Absolutely not. If and not not with Baker Mayfield at quarterback, he is not somebody I want to trust. Yeah, you got that right. Um, and you're right, Steelers are. I don't know how you even trust them either. So I look at this game. It's two teams that are untrustworthy. So what do I do? I ride with the Steelers. Why? Because it makes no sense. But the main reason this should be Ben Roethlisberger's last home game in Heinz Field. You just know on a Monday night, you just know the crowd's going to be amped up. The terrible towels flying around. And I just think Baker Mayfield's going to do something stupid. I mean, the fact that they were even <laughs> close in that game against the Packers shows that this team just needs a quarterback. And this team could just make that next big leap. Baker Mayfield, and I know he's struggling with injuries or whatever it is, but this team is the Browns team is a quarterback away from, I think, being one of the elite teams in the AFC. I'm curious what they do this offseason. But, yeah, I'm going to ride with the Steelers and the home team, and this is the divisional game. Steelers always seem to come up and step up and win these games. Now it's going to come down to the defense and that defensive line because if they don't stop the run, which is something they haven't done all year, they have no chance. They have no fighting chance in this game. But I think they might be able to stop Nick Chubb or at least you know put 11 people in the box and just make Baker Mayfield make the right throw, which is a question in itself. And so I like I like the pick with the Steelers. I'll be riding with you. It's a squad ride, if you will. Ooh, I, I like the Monday Night Football squad, right? I, I I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about us, uh, you know, fading the Browns, right? I, I I just like I said, if you were watching that 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 Browns Packers game, it was one of those. I I didn't understand how the how the Packers didn't just blow them out because truthfully, Baker Mayfield is just not that guy, right? You know, you you just you simply know you simply know that he's he's just not 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 what you want from a quarterback. So I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and ride ride Steelers with you on that one. Sad but true. We're going. We're all in on the Steelers train. We're ready to get hurt. 
Um, if they get blown out, wouldn't surprise me either. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm curious where the public will lie yeah. on that one because a lot of people have seen the Steelers put up absolute eggs, but they've seen the Browns put up eggs too. So you just, it's a weird game to really expect. But um, mm-hmm. that's going to do it for the podcast. Logan, do you have any final takeaways? I could pull up some numbers for the past year in the call in our shot community if you would be interested. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, what our growth is again. Reflecting upon where we were a year ago to where we are now, it's just absolutely amazing. I, I, I love I love what you and I do. It, it you know it help, helps keep our, our friendship bond pretty strong, but it also helps us you know meet people that we would never normally meet. You know this is what makes calling our shots so great. It's it's a gambling community, but it's also you know just a bunch of people enjoying sports. You know you know making new friendships, and that's uh, that's just something I, I've seen over the year. Whether it be baseball, whether it even be football or basketball. I just need you to keep killing it and and get us closer to a hundred thousand because if you keep the run that you're on, you are gonna get us to hundred k and we're we're gonna we're gonna all make lots of money along the way uh, with you. Hey, that would be the dream. So we're gonna keep trying. So I guess some numbers for you. Um, last January first, twenty twenty one, we had twenty four subscribers, twenty four wow. total. Um, so we appreciate all the OGs people that were with us all the way back then. But now we're sitting at, as I look at the numbers, seventeen thousand five hundred and eleven. So that's unreal growth, and hopefully we can continue to uh, continue to blossom and really gain more subscribers day in and day out. Now our total views, a little over 1.7 million, um, which is an unreal number. Um, the fact that it's it's that high is is kind of ridiculous. But 100, yeah, I don't even know what to do with that number. Um, <laughs> 1.7 million views, that's ridiculous. And then the biggest one, watch time, which would be 122 uh, 122,000 watch hours, which is, wow. uh, which is ridiculous. That's over, I don't know, 6 million minutes or something like that. 7 million. It's, it's unreal. We appreciate everyone out there that really supports us. Whether you, sh- you just watch the videos every day, whether you've shared the videos to, you know, a friend, bring them in the community. There's really nothing much we, more we can do. And when I say this, I mean it, you know, we really are thankful that all of you are a part of the community and you're right. This is more of, you know, a friendship, uh, and it is a more community than, than I think that meets the eye. You know, there's a bunch of different channels out there that does exactly what we do. And so what separates us is that I think we're more personable. We're more, you know, we want to we wanna all do everything together and be a, a big yeah. community, which I think other places lack. But you're right. There's people we've met. And shout out to Joker Jokic. We did meet up with him over the past week. So we love that you guys. Maybe we'll be able to do some, some meet and greets or do something when we're in the city and you might be there. You know, we can do something to meet you guys. Because you're right. This is, this is a complete, you know, this is the community. And we just love everyone out there, all 17 plus thousand of you, 18,000. And when I say, I mean, calling our shots, going to the moon, we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep trying our best to keep giving you winning picks, but also, you know, just spice up the game, revolutionize, transform the game to something that you guys haven't seen. So 2022 is going to be a crazy year. 2021 has been absolutely wild for the growth of the channel. So I can only imagine what 2022 has in store for us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And, you know, talking about, you know, if you're if you're not in our Discord, you definitely should be. So you, I don't know if you can do the people a favor and, and link it below in the in the description of the video. But as always, I just I love hearing from you guys. And you know, it, it's it's just it really is cool. Austin and I, when we first started this channel, we had no idea really, you know, where where we could get it to. And it's it's just it's it's really fun being along the ride. Exactly. And I couldn't set it better myself. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in to, I think, episode 17, 18 of the podcast. We'll be back again next Wednesday in 2022. So that's crazy to even think about. But we appreciate you guys for being part of the journey. Um, but this is just the beginning. So uh, stay stay along for the ride. We're going to keep growing each in, day in and day out. 
got some exciting things planned in store for you. I apologize if there were some like weird disconnections in the podcast. I don't know what really happened with the software, but hopefully when it gets uploaded, there is none. But if there is, we apologize for that. We'll get it fixed next <laughs> week. So I appreciate you guys from this has been Austin, this has been Logan, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace out.